good to have everybody here tonight. Amen. And if our visitors, praise the Lord, churches represented here. Amen. Pastors, preachers, we're thankful for you tonight. Amen. And I just want to uh, uh, say amen that, amen that we are truly thankful for uh, Evangelist St. Michael and Rebecca Knowles. Amen. We appreciate them this week. Amen. Come on, let's let them know. Come on, let's let them know how much we appreciate them tonight. Amen. Thankful. Amen. For Amen. The perfect spirit. Again, for, uh, you know, it's been said all week, but we're thankful for, amen, not just the kingdom connection, but, amen, the, the friendship and the fellowship, amen, and the, uh, the family connection, amen, that uh, we have tonight. We're so appreciative again of them and thankful for, uh, amen, their consistency, amen, their integrity, Amen, their character, and uh, just appreciate the fruit, amen, so many things that we could say tonight, but we're thankful for them tonight, and I know that uh, you are too, and, and uh, man, there's been, uh, the messages this week have just been tremendous, amen, just uh, such great words, and, and uh, just prophetic uh, from heaven, and uh, the word ministering and meeting the needs, and that's the way it's supposed to be, and then we just get the overflow, amen, from uh, the anointing and the giftings and, uh, that God uses in them, and so we're just thankful tonight for him, amen, praise God. Bless the Lord as he comes to me. Amen. 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 Am
Amen. She sent a slice of my pumpkin. Come on, somebody. Amen. After all this time, amen, she still knows how to make my knees shake together. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. But I'm so thankful, amen, for my wife and for our baby girls. Amen. I told you, if you're having a bad day today, just went over and look at my children and they're going to brighten you up. Amen. Glory to God. But look at somebody and tell them, neighbor, there is a word from the Lord. Come on, tell them I'm a lover of the word of God. Come on, how many's got that power with you? Come on, hold that power up. Come on, when everything else wavers, when everything else falls apart. Amen. This word right here, amen, is a sure foundation. Amen. I love the word of God. I love filling the pages in between my fingers. Amen. I like the smell of it. Come on here. Everything about the word I love. Amen. Amen. So if you have the Bibles, I want you to grab them. Amen. I believe the Holy Ghost is going to talk to us tonight if we have an ear to hear what the Spirit of the Lord has to say to the church. Amen. The book of Luke 8, verse 26. The book of Luke 8. Verse 26, if you can stand for the reading and the reverence of God's word, the book of Luke 8, verse 26. Amen. When you have it, shout Jesus. Yes. And the Bible now gave us this intelligence, it said, and they arrived at the country of the Gardnerans, and which is over against Galilee. And when he went forth to land, there met him out of the city a certain man, which had devils a long time, and were no clothes, neither abode in any house, but in the tombs. And the Bible said that when he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell down before him, and with a loud voice said, What have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou Son of God? Most high, I beseech thee, torment me not. For he hath commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man, for oftentimes it hath caught him. And he was kept bound with chains and, and fetters, and he broke the bands and was driven of the devil into the wilderness. And the Bible then said, and Jesus asked him, saying, What is thy name? And he said, Legion, because many devils were entered into him. And they besought him that he would not command them to go out into the deep. And there was there a herd of many swine feeding on the mountain. And they, the Bible said, besought him that he would suffer them to enter into them. And he suffered them, the Bible then said, but then went the devils out of the man and entered into the swine. And the herd ran violently down a steep place into the lake and were choked. When they that fed them saw what was done, they fled and went and told it in the city and in the country. Then the Bible said they went out to see what was done and came to Jesus and found the man out of the womb whom the devils were departed, sitting at the feet of Jesus. Watch this. Clothed and 
in his right mind. And the Bible said they were afraid. They also which saw it told them by what means he that was possessed of the devils was healed. Then the whole multitude of the country of the Gardens round about besought him to depart from them. For they were taken with great fear and he went up into the ship and returned back again. Now the Bible said the man out of whom the devils were departed besought him that he might be with him. But Jesus sent him away saying return to thine own house. And so how great things God hath done unto thee. And he went his way and published throughout the whole city how great things Jesus had done unto him. Set your Bibles down, set your devices down, lift your hands and lift your hearts. Let's bombard heaven for a few moments, Lord. Before we ask you for anything, we thank you for everything. God, I pray that you do what only you can do. Save, set free, heal, and deliver. God, I pray what I pray every time. Preach me, Jesus, till I can't stand and preach no more. I pray let your word be established. Let your word edify that the devil might be terrified. Whatever felt to give you the praise, the glory, and the honor in Jesus' name. And the church of the living God can shout amen. Amen. Put your hands together as you're being seated tonight. My brothers and my sisters, if I could preach to you for a few moments, I want to leave you with this thought tonight. When being clothed becomes a threat. Lean over to your neighbor and say, neighbor, when being clothed becomes a threat. When being clothed becomes a threat. My brothers and my sisters, dearly beloved, we find and understand that there was a man introduced to us throughout history by the name of Frederick Douglass. He was a native of Maryland. He was born into slavery. While experiencing the brutal injustices in the unfair system that forced upon him in a place that they call America, as a child in slavery, growing up in the early 19th century, Frederick Douglass was intrigued with the passion for education. He understood early on that the knowledge and literacy were powerful tools that he wanted to obtain. Despite laws forbidding slavery literacy, he learned to read and write in secret. Oftentimes, Frederick Douglass used the Bible for his primary context and text to advance his knowledge and understanding. I want you to understand understand my brothers and sisters that it was here that throughout slavery of Frederick Douglass's life that God placed people in Frederick Douglass's life to teach him the alphabet as well as to write and how to read even though his slave master tried to put a stop to it. In fact he told and claimed that education would make Douglass unfit for slavery. Douglas pressed on in secret.
gaining more consciousness and awareness of who he was, of where he was. And throughout education of Douglas's eyes, they were opened up to a broader extent of enslavement fueling his desire for freedom. He read newspapers, political materials, and books to broaden his worldview of things. Frederick Douglass, in fact, began to realize that this movement that he was in, it was destroying his mind and his comprehension. But throughout education that Douglas obtained, he saw a beacon of hope for freedom. It was here in 1838 that Frederick Douglass made a daring escape to the north, disguising himself as a sailor while using his literacy skills. In fact, he acquired to forge his signature to his own freedom papers. Once he became free, he became a prominent speaker, a writer, and a leader of this movement to free others. He used his education and eloquence, if you will, to fight the emancipation of all enslaved people. Douglas's life exemplified the ideal that knowledge, what's this, can lead to freedom. But Freedom can lead to discomfort by the ones who enjoy your bondage. Y'all ain't hear me later. Let me say it again. Douglas exemplified the ideal that knowledge can lead to freedom, but freedom can lead to discomfort by those who enjoy your bondage. It was here that he understood that I have to fight for a cause. And I want to go ahead and drop this in your suit while I'm in your kitchen and tell you that there are people that are tending to your wounds, your deceptions, that have no hope of you being free of your bondage because your sanity is a threat to who God has created you to be. I don't need everybody, but I just need to lean over to your neighbor and say neighbor would be clothed in your right mind becomes a threat to those that want to see you bound, busted, broke, and disgusted. But I must tell you, my brothers and my sisters, here's the hope that we must all embrace that Jesus frees. I don't care where you've been. I don't care what you've done. Jesus frees. If there was a calling on your life as a child, there's still a calling on your life now. If God anointed you then, he can anoint you now. Jesus will free you in such a way that the things that have bound you for decades will have to let you go and clothe you in your right mind. I propose to you, my brothers and sisters, dearly beloved, that in an hour that we live, there are many people that privately celebrate the struggles of others. We must understand that's why John said, but whoso hath this world's good, and see if his brother hath need, and shut up his bowels of compassion from him. How dwelleth the love of God in him?
them. My little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. I come to preach tonight to some of you. You have been bad for so long, but you forgot what it was like to lift your hands in freedom and feel the Holy Ghost without restraint. Exalted him and gave 
this man kept running to the tomb. But while he was running to the tomb, the people were binding him. So that lets me know he wasn't doing nothing to the people. But people see this bondage as entertainment. Y'all ain't gonna help me. I want to preach and tell you sometimes there's things in your life that you just gotta deal between you and God. Not everybody wants to see you free. To see you get help. Some people, they see your bondage as entertainment. Oh, help me preach tonight. We over to your neighbor and say, neighbor, sometimes you gotta pray your way through for yourself. Come on, 
place for my deliverance, not your entertainment.
moment the cut marks on his arm. Oh, y'all ain't talking to me. Rather than his cry for help when he didn't want the demons. Come on, something's getting ready to break loose from this house tonight. Come on. So it was demonic in appearances. Come on. If you're taking notes, put it down. Come on. That sets your freedom. Come on. Not only can you sense freedom, but demonic in appearances can sense freedom too. So we find here in the context of Scripture, it was here that the belief is there. That there was a demonic in appearance in the water attempting to stop Jesus from making come on his way through the water to the dare. Come on, the sea about a possessed man that was bound by legion, that was entangled by a spirit. And Jesus knew that his assignment was in the dare. It was so important. Watch this. If you take a note, put it down. Gadara was so important to Jesus. Come on. That he understood the trouble in the city could not interfere with the trouble in the man. Ah, uh, yeah. See, there's a man on the other side, Jesus. He's waiting. He's wrestling. He's conflicted. Watch this. And he's unclothed in his mind. So when you study the text, when you study the text, when you study the text, watch this. We find not only is there a man waiting on Jesus, but on the other side, watch this. He's wrestling within himself a spirit of possession. So on the way to the man, Jesus had to deal, watch this, with warfare that wanted to stop the deliverance of the man. I want to tell somebody that's going to hear me tonight, that's why you deal with warfare in your mind. That's why you deal with warfare in your spirit. Because anytime warfare is there, there's breakthrough around the corner. You want to go to me preach tonight, just read down your row and say, neighbor. When there's warfare, there's also breakthrough. When there's warfare, there's also Oh yeah, you can do with hell all day long. But when there's warfare, there's also victory. on the shore side of the city as soon as he got off the boat. Come on, somebody shout as soon as he got off the boat. Yeah. Come on, y'all didn't say it loud enough. Say as soon as he got off the boat. When his pinky toe, when his big toe hit the shore side, there was a man standing there. He was naked. He was wounded. He was scarred all over his body. His hair was matted together. He was looking crazy and untamed. 
ashamed. But I have stepped some clothes on him. And the man watches. He had been in so much warfare to the point that he started crying aloud with the imagery present in the scripture. Why have you come to torment me? Come on. Hallelujah to the Lord. Hallelujah. Jesus is there. Bless him in the name of the Lord. He's asking. Why have you come to torment me? Uh, this shows how much submission walks this. The power of God requires from a spirit that rules the mind. Because Jesus didn't go looking for him. The man found Jesus walks this. But it was not the man that was speaking. It was the spirit within the man that had to come under subjection to the word of old God. When you need miracles, signs and wonders in your life, don't you cry about it. But you stand up and say, now it's going to come under submission to the that God gave me. When you understand what God gave you, you don't gotta wait for a preacher to snap you upside the head with bacon grease and have you rolling the floor. When you understand, y'all ain't gonna talk. When you understand that God's anointed you, you don't gotta wait on an evangelist. You don't gotta wait on a prophet. But you can stand and say, God has not given me a spirit of fear. Your anointing, it draws for things that God 
your way. That's the power of subjection to your authority. Come on, Jesus, that's the name. What is your name? Keep you alive long enough 
that you'll keep cutting, that you'll keep bleeding, and that you'll be confused. But I just need, come on, 30 and a half of you, that'll wave your hands like you just don't care, and say the devil is a liar. Look at somebody close to you and tell them they may be under the greatest warfare yet, but God is about to clothe you in your right mind. I don't care what devils are saying. I don't care what hell's fought against you. God's getting ready to clothe you in your right mind. David, mother, two people, you might talk to me yet tonight. Get out of your seat and tell somebody. When being clothed becomes a threat to hell, I know about a word called. Get out of your seat, mother, two people, and say, God's getting ready to clothe me.
Look at your neighbor and neighbor, why are you afraid? Why are you scared? That this man that was once bound is now free. Uh, I've got to preach right here before I get too happy. Uh, we're getting ready to board the plane. We're going through the terminal. And we're about to take our seats, but before we click it, before we get a ticket, i got to tell you uh, that sitting at the feet of Jesus, watch this, he's now finding restoration. Uh, sitting at the feet of Jesus, he's now found a posture of freedom. Uh, now see, here, here's where I, I lost it because I was reading today and I said, well, dear God, why are they now afraid that this man found Jesus? And now he was once naked and unclothed, but now he's now clothed. And now him being clothed is a threat to you. Now here's where I gotta preach right here because not only does being clothed threaten the people, but now him seeing come on at the presence of the power and the authority, it also threatens them. Why could it be that him now sitting at the feet of Jesus would expose what they've done to him while he was found. Oh, yeah, come on. Could it be that while he was found, he not being free, it's going to talk about how, yeah, you wasn't as messed up as I was, but you was at the party too. Y'all ain't talking to me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You might not have got torn up from the floor up, but you had a drink.
need you to help me preach. Just lean over to your neighbor and say, neighbor, don't take me being out of my mind as a weakness. Because when God frees me, oh, God, he don't talk to me. Oh, that's why you got to be careful when you put your mouth on people. Come on, that fall. That's why you got to be careful when you put your mouth on people. Come on, that backslide. Because when they come back, woo, come on here. They don't talk about so defensive yeah. when the, the same prodigal that we said would never come back when they come back now we got a problem yeah. Uh, yeah come on now come on we done all that praying and speaking in some kind of tongue but now that they're here <laughs> so instead of you celebrating on what God's going to do girl let me tell you what they done let me tell Y'all ain't going to talk to me right here. See, we, we are all psyched. Come on. When Jesus went to Gadara, he didn't just go to heal that man that was possessed. He come to expose all the facades of having a Sunday best on that was meaner than a junkyard dog. He even refused me. My Lord. Now they're afraid. Come on, push your neighbor and say, neighbor, why are you afraid? This man got free. Afraid. Because now, while I was messed up, tore up from the floor up, woke up on Saturday morning, didn't know my name. Y'all ain't talking. Come on. Partied all night long. Come on, till the sun came up. Now that I'm free. You're afraid? Come on. Come on. Come on. Uh, come on. <laughs> so his problem hit the dead people. It's the church people that want to keep him dead. Yeah. Uh, I'm telling you, we got to make our mind up tonight. Come on, when we go after harvest and when we go after souls, come on, we ain't going to use our tongue to talk about where they was and what they've done. But we're going to use our big tongue to talk about what God's getting ready to do. Yeah. 
Something got a hold of me. And some of the ones are wanting to keep you in the grave. Now that you're free, they're afraid. Come on, push your neighbor and say, neighbor, when being clothed is a threat. When being clothed is a threat. What's here? We find that Jesus comes on the scene. Come to the meeting something. And <coughs> this man found freedom. And the Bible said in Luke that he wanted to go with Jesus. But Jesus said, No. What I done for you. You go back to your community that said you would never make it out. You go back, come on, to your family that said you would always be an addict. Come on. You go back, come on, to your city and tell them all the good things that God has done.
because you didn't get to Walmart before church. But when you go to check out, there's somebody standing there broken. And come on, the power of God. Come on, begins to flow through you. And you tell them about a God that can save. About a God that loves them. Come on. I'm not preaching you something that, come on, that's some catchy cliche. I'm telling you what I've experienced. When you get at the feet of Jesus, he'll open up opportunities. Come on, in places that are unexpected. For you to talk about how you was once that man that was in the grave. You was once that man that was bound by demons. But God's grace set you free. Because hell understands. Yes. 
can share the simple message of John 3 16. That holds her mind. Come on, everybody. You don't have to. Come on here. Go ahead and get that out of your mind. I'm about to find every excuse you got. Are you ready? Now that you heard it, you're no longer ignorant to it. You don't have to come on, have a suit and tie on. Come on now. You don't have to come on to have your Sunday vessel. All God wants is a willing vessel to tell somebody Jesus died and saves those who call upon him.
Jesus could even talk to him without laying his hands on him and say, but not of him. But the Bible says, count his feet. Because at the feet, that's where I stay submitted to my godly principles.
here's where I want us. I don't want us to panicate with it, lay with it. But I'm telling you, I'm seeing tears. Come on already. Because some of you got to make your mind up. I got to go to Gadara and find a man that never gave up on me. Come on. One, two, three, four. Come, come, come. Come find this altar. Find 